Hey everybody, Erin Albert, episode three, season 6.5, Red, Blue, and You, ways to save on your prescription drugs here in the U.S. of A. Today I want to talk about something I dropped in episode one, formulary, your drug formulary. Okay, if you were savvy enough to get a copy of your SBC, go back and take a look at the prescription drug lines within it, usually on page two or three of your SBC. It's not usually on the front, but if you dig down into it, on the left side of your SBC in the section on prescription drugs, there should be a link to your drug formulary. Every plan has a different formulary. I'm assuming, dear listener as well, that you are lucky enough to have a commercial healthcare plan right now. And that SBC is the decoder ring to your plan. Okay, if you can click on that formulary, get a copy of your drug formulary, which I got to tell you, friends, is more than half the battle when it comes to understanding your drug program. Usually, it is laid out and shows you if you're on one of two types of formularies open formulary or closed formulary. First of all, what is a formulary? Think of it as a menu of all the drugs on prescription drugs that are available to you under your third-party insurance, your commercial plan. This menu can be open or closed. An open formulary means that all drugs that are commercially available that are approved by the Food and Drug Administration in the U.S. are covered. The question then becomes, what tier are those drugs under the open formulary covered? And then what is your copay or your co-insurance relative to those tiers? Remember back in episode one, I talked about most plans have seven tiers of coverage these days when it comes to your prescription drugs. Tier zero are those Affordable Care Act drugs that are covered at zero dollars. Preventative drugs. I gave you the example of any kind of bowel prep for colonoscopies or some programs have free statins to lower your lipids or your cholesterol. That's tier zero. Tier one and two are your generics, both preferred generics and non-preferred generics. Tiers three and four might be your brand preferred drugs and non-preferred brand drugs. Those are things like insulin, for example. And then the last tiers are usually tiers five and six or six and seven, depending on how you're doing your numbers. And that's your specialty drugs that are preferred and your non-preferred specialty drugs. Specialty drugs we haven't talked a whole lot about yet, but these are your super ultra high cost drugs that are usually either something that you have to inject. Sometimes they can be oral, but most of the time there's some kind of special handling that's associated with those specialty drugs, meaning that maybe you have to keep it in the refrigerator. There's special monitoring that you and your provider need to do. Maybe it's measuring your um, immune response to a particular drug, etc. So those specialty drugs are the ones you really want to pay attention to. And knock on wood, hopefully you never have to take one. But if you do, the copays and coinsurance on those can be exorbitantly expensive, especially if you're on a high deductible health plan. 
Okay, so open formulary, you're going to have all of those tiers in some iteration or another, but you're going to have preferred and non-preferred drugs. Over on the closed formulary, or some of the PBMs like to call it narrow, either way, they are excluding some drugs from your drug formulary, meaning that if there are different therapeutic options on the market, Usually your pharmacy benefit managers will go negotiate and get the best drug rebates for themselves or for the plan and exclude some brands from the drug formulary. A recent example that hit the press, and not to pick on any one plan or any one plan sponsor, but CVS as an example had excluded Eliquis, which is a drug to thin the blood, anticoagulant, it excluded Eliquis from their drug formulary or a lot of their drug formularies at the first part of 2022, but now has brought them back in mid-plan year. Eliquis or Pixaban doesn't have a lot of competition as well, so there was a lot of outcry about having that drug uh, available. So that's just one example of what can happen on a closed formulary when some drugs are excluded. Okay, so get a copy of your formulary, know what tiers you have, then figure out is an open or closed formulary. The easiest way to do that, frankly, is who cares if it's open or closed? It's what drugs you and your family members are taking. You wanna make sure that they are covered in some form. So I just usually do a search. They'll give you most likely a PDF. Uh, you could just search by the name of the drug. If you don't know the generic name of the drug, go look it up on Google. All you have to do is type in the brand name. So again, not to pick on one eighty one thing, but Eliquis is a brand name. Apixaban is the generic name. So you want to search by both names, the brand and the generic. Find out what tier those drugs are on. Then go back to your SBC and figure out what your copay or your coinsurance is coupled with the plan type that you have. If you have a PPO, most likely you will be just paying the copay or coinsurance right out of the gate in the plan year. If you're on a high deductible health plan, you may or may not have to pay all of the costs of the drug, or you might be exempted from hitting your deductible before the plan helps out. It all goes back to that SBC. So I hope you see my pattern here. I want you to understand the plan rules. I want you to understand the menu of options that you have available to you. And then I want you to understand what your co-pays are if your drugs are even covered under your drug formulary. Now, you're probably sitting there like, Albert, when are you going to get to the drug savings? Well, trust me, friends, we're getting there. But it's really absolutely critical to understand the rules of engagement before you go shopping for your drugs under your commercial plan. I promise we are getting to those folks that either don't have enough coverage on their insurance or they have no coverage on their insurance and how to shop for prescription drugs. But for the majority of Americans who do have some type of commercial plan and or are already on the exchange, that's the documentation in the last three days that I really wanted you to think about. Your SBC, 
Yesterday, we talked about FSAs versus HSAs and why those are important and how you can use those for your prescription and your over-the-counter drugs. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. And then today, understanding your drug formulary. All right, tomorrow, another episode. I promise we're getting there to the shopping part, and I know Americans love a good bargain. So we're going to talk about those shopping sites and how to approach your drugs. But for now, if you can get those three elements lined up, get them out in front of you as we go through this podcast mini-series so you can figure out the best way, the most cost-effective and safest way yet to get your prescription drugs for yourself and your families, I will have considered job done over here. All right, we'll be back again. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Edutainer Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Albert. Season 6.5, be sure to connect with me over at LinkedIn. I'm at Erin L. Albert there. Or you can connect with us on Twitter. My handle there is Erin L. Albert as well. Be sure, last but not least, to check out my current employer, Cost Plus Drugs, Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drugs. Our website there is costplusdrugs.com. Thanks for listening. Take care.